Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com and RingBoost. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com businessgrowth. Memorable phone numbers are a unique and affordable brand asset. Call 877-RINGBOOST or visit ringboost.com to get yours today. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast continues to gain recognition as a wonderful resource for small business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, sales professionals, uh, business leaders, and that is because of the guests who join me. These are folks who have expertise in you know, certain areas of business, and they give of their time and their knowledge so that you, the listener, can take what you need and uh, put it into your business and hopefully be more successful and happier and uh, doing great things. Today is no exception. I'm sorry, today is no exception. Today my guest is Daryl Esch. Daryl is PayPal's Vice President and General Manager of SMB Lending. In his role, Daryl is responsible for PayPal's global financing solutions team and is a key driver for setting and executing PayPal's SMB Lending activities. He joined PayPal in August 2010 from Bank of America, previously serving as Senior Vice President of its Payments Department. Thanks so much for joining me today, Daryl. It's my pleasure, Diane. I am happy to have you with me. We're, we're going to be talking about um, what's been going on in the economy uh, since uh, 2008, since this great recession. And I am curious. From your perspective, from your point of view, what was the impact of the what we call the Great Recession on business growth and on economics in general? 
Yeah. Well, for starters, for for small businesses, one of the real impacts was the the loss of funding opportunities uh, from traditional sources. So funding from from the traditional banks dried up, tightened up a lot. It became a lot harder for small businesses to get access to uh, to the funding they needed to run their business. I think since the uh, since the Great Recession, what we've seen is the large commercial lending, large enterprises have been have been able to secure funding they need from the traditional banks, but the the lending to the small businesses, those littler guys who are fueling the economy, driving the economy, really have a harder time getting access to to the funds they need to to grow their business. And is that? I mean, from what I remember when that all happened, it was like all of these lending institutions, these traditional lending institutions said, you have to be able to show, you know, two years of profit and and all of these things that nobody could. I mean, I guess the big guys could, even though I imagine that was somewhat challenging, but it really feels like it really put a strain on small business. Was it was small business more affected by it than large enterprises? Small business was, yes, clearly more, clearly more uh, impacted and hasn't really bounced back to its pre-recession levels of, of lending for small businesses. And a lot of what you've seen is, is with those smaller transaction sizes, say a $50,000 loan or a $20,000 loan, it really just became harder for the banks when the loss levels increased in those 2007, eight, nine kind of years to, to continue to afford uh, what it actually takes to do the underwriting. And then so what you see existing still where, where the smaller business loans are, frequently what you have is really the, the, the owner is being underwritten as a consumer as opposed to uh, the business itself. Because again, to your point, it takes it takes a lot to actually go through that underwriting process uh, to to judge the health of a business and for a ten twenty thirty thousand dollar loan it it just becomes cost prohibitive in, in many cases. I say, and is it that smaller businesses need smaller loans? I mean that that feels like to me like. Um, Smaller businesses don't necessarily need the five hundred thousand. I imagine some of them do, but it, but is that part of the challenge? Yeah, that's right. Overwhelming majority of small businesses in America and around the world are doing less than a million dollars of sales per year. It's frequently it's frequently a family kind of business with um, maybe one or two employees or a small number of employees, and and doing you know in the hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands in some cases even. Of sales, so they've got you know business doing five hundred thousand dollars in annual sales frequently isn't going to have any need or justification for a half, one of those half a million dollar loans like a, a larger enterprise might. Got it. Okay, and it, what this may sound like a really strange question, but what does a small business? need a loan for? Is it equipment? You know, is it capital? Is it a build out? Is it to, to float payroll or any of the above? Oh, yeah, any and all of the above. And, and what we see with our program at PayPal is, is more frequently than not, what the business owners tell us they're using the funds for is inventory. That's the most common use of the funds is simply 
buying inventory. And, and you, have, you have cases where small businesses, smaller businesses in particular, they may get buying opportunities that come around unexpectedly. A supplier may have a closeout on something or a new run of merchandise might be available that the, that the business owner wants to try and sell. And, and they have to come up with the funding right away and uh, and and that that's really the that's the number one use. But then it, it then it goes to be all of those things that you mentioned. It might be they need a new vehicle for the business. It might need need they need to grow space or hire uh, seasonal workers. And is it the case that like I I know that there are that when small business sells to big business, they the terms are sometimes tremendously long. So that feels to me like they, they need to spend the money up front because they're going to, it's not like they're going to get paid quickly once they sell their product or service. Sure. And, and that can be true with, with consumer, uh, with, if you're a contractor and you're doing work on a home, you may put a lot of work into it before, before a payday arrives. But you're right. If you're selling business to business, business to commercial, you may, you may end up waiting 30, 60, or even 90 day, 90 day terms frequently. And, and for a small, for a small company, uh, that running, being able to keep the business afloat in that period definitely is a, is a period where you might need a capital infusion. Okay. So it seems like, um, there have, arisen alternatives from our traditional bank credit union sort of thing. Can you speak to what's, what the financing options are today for a small business? Sure. I, I think first and foremost, the small business owner tends to still rely on their, their personal funds and in some cases, family and friends historically and what got us kind of into trouble a little bit and, and why the small business lending space kind of had in particular such hard times in the 2008-9 kind of range was people would use the equity in their homes. And so when 2006 and 7 came along and home prices crashed, uh, you no longer had that ability to leverage your home for the funding that you would need to operate, operate the business. Uh, so what's popped up as alternatives are tend to be uh, sort of cash advance programs that might be tied to the, a business's receivables. Uh, there are some short-term short-term installment loans where you might make weekly payments. There are still, of course, credit cards out there. Those tend to still be underwritten largely on the individual, and they tend to involve uh, individual debt. But there are... Uh, traditional structured loans and uh, cash advances available out there in the wild now that kind of come in to fill that, that need that still exists that's not being served necessarily day in and day out by all the traditional banks. And again, more at the smaller ticket sizes. The banks are doing great once you're up above $100,000 transactions. It's, it's really in those $20,000, dollars $50,000 range where the, the need is greatest. Are any of those alternatives um, tricky or potentially dangerous to the um, lender? 
I think the I think the borrower always needs to know and and understand the terms of and understand who they're dealing with and and what the terms of of any given financing uh, is going to be. Now, having said that, I, I think the business owners generally are making when they when they have transparent terms and they understand what they're getting, they make good decisions because they know they know what the margins are going to be when they're selling something. They know what their markup is. And so long as they're understanding the cost of the credit, they can normally make a, a, a very well-informed decision, whether uh, taking advantage of some of these alternative borrowing opportunities is good for them or not. Okay. And should they be concerned at all about tying their personal um, credit and and debt uh, to getting a loan for or getting some sort of financing for their business? Well, there are going to there there are going to be uh, opportunities out there in some cases. So we have a product called PayPal Working Capital that that doesn't rely on personal credit bureaus. There's no personal guarantee associated with it. It's, it's one of those programs where the, the, the merchant is effectively committing a portion of their future sales. So as they're selling things and we're processing, we're able to collect a repayment. And in that case, there's, a, there's, there's no connection to the, to the individual's credit bureau or uh, nor are there personal guarantees on a, on a product like that. There are clearly others out there uh, other programs and where personal guarantees are involved and personal credit checks are involved. Okay. Uh, uh, I have to take a quick sponsor break, but then I have a um, question for you about that. Certainly. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com and Ringboost. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are The Inside Track by Peter Sage and The Irresistible Consultant's Guide to Winning Clients by David A. Fields. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Did you know that phone calls convert to revenue at 10 to 15 times the rate of web forms, and 64% of consumers prefer to contact a business by phone? Increase advertising response rates and improve customer service with an unforgettable phone number. Ringboost.com has the largest selection of custom local and toll-free numbers in the country. Memorable phone numbers are a unique and affordable brand asset. Call 877-RING-BOOST or visit ringboost.com to get yours today. Today we're speaking with Daryl Esch of PayPal about the evolution of small business lending 10 years after the financial crisis. Daryl, can you, can you go a little deeper with the PayPal Capital lending. When you said um, before the break, when, when you were talking about it and you said, you know, as they sell, you know, you are able to then um, be reimbursed. How does that work? Like, how, how do you, are, are their sales somehow then connected to something you can monitor or 
or does it just mean that that you know then they have the money and they're able to do it yeah so so paypal working capital is a specific product that we program that we launched about a little more than five years ago now that it is for for available to merchants who sell on the paypal network so if you're processing sales through paypal if paypal is handling your your sales the way it works effectively is you you log into your account and because we have an established relationship where we know the seller and we know a lot about their business already and we we see the sales going through the account we're able to make a credit decision based off of that based off of that information and and if the if the seller is approved then the funds go directly into their into their PayPal account for immediate use and that that happens that whole process is normally a about on average a, somewhere in the three to five minutes an application from application to funding uh, process so incredibly quick and then as as sales are coming through as you're selling things using PayPal as we would normally take that money and process it straight into your account we're able to take a portion of it and it's a very flexible program the the seller can determine within a range of, of how much we actually take and it could be as low as 10% and as much as 30% of their of their daily sales until that loan is paid off got it that's incredible it, and it, and that our customers think that as well i'll bet <laughs> That they do, uh, and I and I use PayPal not tremendously, you know, not a lot, but but I see the banner about it, and I think, boy, I wonder how that thing works. And now I know. Um, so when the recession hit, and we started going through all of this, and you know, there were all these changes. Was the um, finance rate? that now companies pay on on funds that they borrow was that impacted as well has that changed well it it depends on it's it depends on on who the provider is so you know paypal has a paypal has a relationship with a with a bank uh, web bank in utah who is actually we're, we're issuing the, these programs the paypal working capital program it's a it's a true business loan issued by a, a an FDIC insured bank and then so they of course as a bank they have access to a funds window and so treasury rates and, and so forth uh, impact ultimately uh, kind of a cost of funds that they would have and and but it's different from from provider to provider and some of the alternative lenders are using venture capital or uh, private equity and they probably all have a bit of a different cost structure okay okay so um do you think business small business owners understand the the landscape the alternative funding landscape do you think they know what options are available to them um uh, i think more so now i think the demand is so high and it's been and, and and the conditions have been relatively stable for the last several years and and that so so if you weren't getting access to funding from a bank five years ago 
unless your business has changed substantially, there's a good chance that you're not getting it today. Likewise, if you were getting it five years ago, there's a good chance you still are. And, and so you, I think most business owners will have, will have learned uh, that they have to be a little savvy and go out shopping online a little bit and use, uh, use the internet as a resource to, to help them find and explore various alternatives. Is there advice that you would give them, like things that they should look out for to make sure that they don't? Because that's like the other side of the internet, right? That, that yeah. there's people out there who you really shouldn't trust. But how do you know who they are? Yeah, so there, there is always something to be said with a trusted, respected brand and one that you know and, and one that you know has been around. And, and, and so I think if it's a company that you're not familiar with, of course, you should always apply some caution. And I, I think whether it's a company you're familiar with or not, you should make sure you look at the terms so you understand the actual cost of credit. And that's one of the things that we we designed our program, our programs in a way that we use a, a single fixed fee. So when you're borrowing the money, you know exactly what the cost of credit is going to be. We put it right there in front of you in dollars and doesn't on PayPal working capital doesn't make a difference whether you pay us back faster than expected or slower than expected. Again, that that's a product that's not a pay us this month, this much every week or every month. That's a program where we take a percentage of your sales so if your sales are low, we're getting repaid slower. If your sales are high, we're getting repaid faster. But the, the customers love the program so much because they know exactly what the cost of credit is. And just like they generally have a good idea of what the return is going to be on what they're using those funds for. So my advice would be make sure if it's not a company, and even if it is a company that you're really familiar with, you should make sure the total cost of, of that transaction is going to be clear. Unfortunately, that is one of the things that's happened here. When you see supply and demand go um, sort of haywire and where the, the, the demand for funds to run a business is so much higher than, than the access or supply out there right now, unfortunately, you'll see some instances, if you look hard enough, that uh, really what we would think of as egregious uh, kind of pricing. And so... I think it's best advice would just be make sure, think about doing business with a company you you know and respect. And then secondly, make sure you really know the terms. I think that is really huge. And I think it's really interesting and tremendously valuable, the the system you guys use where it's a percentage of sales, because that was one of my questions about how long does it take um, and, and is there any sort of penalty? And there isn't. So they know what it is up front. And so it's something they can account for. It's something that they can see coming, um, which I got to think just makes it so much less stressful. Um, you mentioned... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Well, venture capitalists and angel investors and, and things like that that are alternative sorts of uh, lending. Um, are there, do you think there are advantages or disadvantages to going that route? Well, I, I, I think if you're, if you're going for uh, sort of a venture capital play, 
you just, again, that might be more of a, uh, somebody wanting a share of ownership in your business more than necessarily a, a borrowing transaction. Um, but there are what, what the point I was trying to make is there are some other there are some other alternative providers out there who are venture capital backed and and so those entities might have a higher cost of funding that because their investors require a a, a higher return for borrowing the money. Got it. Okay, thanks for that. Yeah, right. They they aren't doing it. Um, they're doing it so that they can actually make money and not necessarily have any ownership in the business. They're just directing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, can you, is it possible for you to share like specific examples of small business owners who were trying to get a small loan from a bank and what they went through? What yeah, sure. So, there's one, uh, a company called ACS Home and Work, who is in, uh, they're up in Allendale, Michigan. And I know you're a Michigan State grad. I grew up in Michigan. Uh, and this is a fabulous story of a company that, that really is, is a, an American success story in manufacturing. They, they sell uh, furniture remodeling services. And, and so they do, uh, they do a lot with fabrics and custom fabrics, and they do a lot of B2B kind of work where if you've got things that if you need custom made for your, for your company, maybe logo material and things like that, they do a lot of things like that. And this was a company who, who had a lot of expansion opportunities. They'd been in business uh, since, since I think about 1999. And as the real estate markets really started to take a hit, uh, the 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 business the business they started to I guess really have a little more trouble um, with uh, with sales and access to the working space and they they t started using the PayPal Working Capital program shortly after we launched it in 2013 and uh, a gentleman named Ted Parrish is the founder and owner and he was with me in Washington D.C. Um, a couple of months ago at the Atlantic Festival telling his story. And what you know, Ted's words then were like his business has probably doubled uh, in size because of the use of this program and his 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 staffing. He now employs, I think, it's about 24 people, uh, and and you know had grown by about 30 percent just in the last year. And he's used this program a number of times, but we've got a number of them on our website. Um, use cases like actual client testimonials and this actually probably been the most rewarding part of my career i was a a banker for 20 plus years before i joined paypal about eight years ago and i've i've literally in all that time never seen a single program that has this sort of emotional pull and and adoration from the customers these are these are really small business owners who have taken a chance and made the big leap to go out, sometimes it's to chase a chase a, uh, a, a a big business dream for growth. Sometimes it's just chasing freedom. And uh, this program has made such a ginormous difference. We've issued uh, more than five hundred thousand of these loans for more than six billion dollars since we since we launched the program. And in the third quarter alone, uh, as we declared in our in our third quarter earnings call at PayPal, we we funded more than a billion dollars uh, to small businesses through these programs. Wow. 
I was curious about that. that I really appreciate you sharing that because that was going to be one of my questions. What is the difference? So, so you know, you, you worked for a, a major bank um, for a, quite a while, and then you have this experience, and it, it sounds like it, it's night and day, the, the impact that a program like this has as opposed to... Sure. Yeah, and, and of course, bank, banks, banks, of course, are are key to their communities. They make they make great, uh, sure, great anchors of their communities. But they can't do everything. And we got into this business back in 2013 because our customers pulled us into it. Our we PayPal has has always not only have we processed for major global large enterprises doing their online sales. But we also have been, for the very smallest businesses, those people who might be hobbyists selling a little bit of things here and there, or to the people who are independent full-time businesses and, and, and to every size in between. And our customers kind of pulled us in here because that, that need was so great. And what they were seeing in the marketplace, uh, again, back to that sort of gap in supply and demand, where access was available, it was very, very expensive. And we went into this with sort of a, a position that we were gonna we were gonna have a program that worked very fast, flexible, and fair, underscoring fair, because we're we're a business that does processing as our source and and this is an enhancement to our business that kind of fuels the core business. But it is very different from banking for sure. Again, we're 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 able to we're able to um based on our processing network, we're able to really know and understand a lot about these businesses. So before they even come in and hit apply, once they've logged in, we have a pretty good sense of, of, of what the offer is ultimately going to be. And, uh, and we just, we, as you would guess, we, we really surprise people greatly when three to five minutes into an application process, it's all done and the money is waiting for them if they're so inclined. Boy, no kidding. And I think it is so interesting. This is what's sort of fascinating me about this, that because you, it's such a great system because you have a history with people and you've been able to be in a business relationship with them for so long. You know their history. You, you know their past, really, and have a pretty good idea of whether they're in a in a you know good place to be able to borrow the money because you're wow. in that relationship with it. it's not a leap of faith necessarily it's grounded in Correct. experience it, it's absolutely grounded in experience and data and as I, I tell people sometimes I would much rather rely on what I observe directly than what somebody self-reports to me so I, I, I know <laughs> not about the business because we actually we see it we we as as a key business partner and a processor of their sales, helping them run their business to collect their fees. To your point, we, we know what their business patterns look like and what their cycles look like and how they're doing effectively against others of similar kind of businesses. You know, we, can, we could ultimately predict whether a business is gaining share, losing share based on the type of business they're in and, they're, they're in, and the geography that they're in. So yes, I'd, I'd much rather uh, go by what I see as opposed to what someone tells me. Exactly. And I also think it's so interesting and so valuable for the listeners to, to know that these 
smaller loans, these 10,000, 50,000, seem, can seem big to the small business owner, but not necessarily the bank. And so the cost of processing it, it is, it's prohibitive for them, which is part of the reason why when they're experiencing their local bank and feeling like their local bank is not really available to them or working with them, it's not necessarily because they don't want to. It's because it just doesn't make good business sense for them to pursue and to have to process That's a right. lot of really small loans. That's interesting. That's exactly right. For a bank to collect and validate the sort of information that we're able to able to digital digitally observe. Uh, right. Difference. Yeah, that's really interesting. I I did not know that. I didn't realize it. And I think that's a big uh, part of this that, you know, the small business owner has to understand the reality of the environment we are now in and uh, work it effectively for them. And, and boy, I mean, this is, it, it, this is fascinating to me, this, this whole uh, way that you're doing this. I just love this connection. It, it feels sort of, um, this may sound a little strange, but to me it feels like way back in the day when we had the corner store and the merchant knew the people in the town. So they were willing to let them buy on credit because they knew they were good for it. They knew what their cycles were because it, there was that sort of relationship. It just feels like a different level of relationship yeah we think so too and and yeah. again this i have can just have, have in 30 plus years of things like this have literally never seen anything like phenomenon such as this program and uh more than five years into it now uh the program is has really really worked above and beyond probably all of our dreams and and yeah. our customers as well yeah sounds like it Okay, so if there was, this is always my toughy question because I limit it to one. Uh, if there was one thing that you, you know, like one big tip that you would give a small business owner who's, you know, looking to access capital to grow their business, would it be what we talked about before or is, are there, is there something else you would want to share with them? I think I would, um, I, I think as a, in, in addition to just uh, knowing who the potential providers are and, and making sure you're clear on the terms, uh, I, I would, uh, I hope it's PayPal, but even if it's not, I would say if, you're, if you've got someone processing, processing uh, sales for you electronically, that's probably a good place to start to see if they've got something available, uh, available as an option for you that you might not have thought of before. Oh, that's a good point. It does actually lead me to another question, which is, do you think, it, it feels to me, you said something about uh, because, you know, when they log in, we pretty much have a feel for, you know, how they're doing and what's going on and how much we are able to provide to them. Do you think a small business owner should 
this is going to sound a little strange, borrow exactly what they need, a little more than what they need. If they were offered less than what they thought they need, should they just go ahead because something's better than nothing? What, how do you, you know, how do you make so, that decision? I guess the the short answer is every situation is different and, okay. and every business owner is going to know uh, what they're have a better idea of what their sort of frequency of need is. How frequently are they going to need extra working capital on hand? And, and is this a once in a great while thing or is this a relatively normal phenomenon? And if, if, if it's a relatively normal phenomenon, it might be that you, sort of pad what you need a little bit and take a little more. And if it's a case where, no, this is a rare one-time exception, then then uh, there's always a cost associated with credit. So you probably take what you need if you think it is truly a one-time event. Okay, that's great. Thank you. This is really, I, I'm so glad that I have had the opportunity to learn about this and share this with the listeners because it feels like a game changer to me. Will you share with the listeners, you know, how they can find you, how they can find out about the program, you know, anything you feel like they should know, please? Sure. Uh, and thank you. So we have, in addition to the product just for members, PayPal Working Capital, the one that starts with a login, we also have a product that's a PayPal business loan where we do some of that traditional underwriting, where we have a human being involved in the process to kind of look over the applications. And, and so that might be either for a much larger transaction or for, uh, for a case where maybe we don't, you don't have an established PayPal account and you're just going to establish one and you want to use the working capital later, but you can start with a PayPal business loan that we underwrite with a more structured repayment. And you can find out on, about either of those pro- products at paypal.com. And you'll find a business tab. So you'll, when you're on PayPal.com, you'll see either for your for your business or consumer personal. And if you choose the business tab, you'll you'll get gain access to our uh, lending products, PayPal Working Capital and PayPal Business Loan. Wonderful! Wow, thank you, thank you so much for joining me today. I, I really appreciate the information. All right, Diane, it was an absolute pleasure. I'd like to thank my listeners and sponsors, listeners, you're who we're doing this for. To get your free trial of audible.com and a free audiobook, just go to audibletrial.com slash business growth to sign up. Call 877-RING-BOOST or visit ringboost.com to get your very own vanity phone number today. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, Goodbye and good day. I asked my doctor to write a note saying I suffer from cabin fever so I could write off my summer vacation as a medical expense. She said no. Fortunately, Red Roof's clean, comfortable rooms are very affordable and you wake up rested and ready to hit the road again. And get this, when you rest and repeat at Red Roof this summer, staying two separate times can earn you a free night. Cure your cabin fever at redroof.com. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, 
avoiding, or seeking, feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.